Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Zechariah said, Return to me, says the Lord, and I will return to you. At the beginning of a new year, it's a great opportunity to start afresh. And we're going to think about refreshing our relationship with God. Now is the time, the time for seeking the Lord. Now is the time, the time for weeping before him. Now is the time, the time for returning. This is the time for beginnings and <clears throat> restarting with God. And I'm following on from Alistair's talk on changes and Marion's message on laying down our burdens. It's a good time to start refreshing our relationships with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about restarting it, refreshing it, or rebooting it, if you will. 2021 is over. What's done is done. And we step into 2022 with Jesus by our sides. Just for a moment, imagine Jesus is sitting next to you. Wherever you are, whether you're on a sofa, chair or a car, Jesus is sitting there saying to you, I love you. I died for you. I prayed for you in Jerusalem. And I'm praying for you now at the throne of the Father. I washed away your sins. I would have done so if you were the only one. Now I'm risen and I've left behind my followers to spread the news. I offer new, new life, fullness of life on earth, and eternal life with me in heaven. I offer you my peace, the Holy Spirit and Scripture to guide and comfort you. Now I'm risen. I've also left you a commission to go and show my love to the world so that others can know me. And I still promise I will be with you, even when you can't feel me there. He's offering now to take our hands and to lead us out into service for the kingdom. He's hoping for our time, our talents, and our worldly goods to be used for his work. It's a huge challenge, isn't it? What is it? God gave Moses 10 commandments in Exodus 20, but Jesus summarizes them just into two. Love God and love your neighbor. It's in Matthew. Loving God means spending time with them, doesn't it? Think of someone you love, someone you'd like to be with right now. Maybe you're with them right now. You want to be in their company, wouldn't you? You'd want to talk with them and listen to them. Yes, you would. So loving God means making time for being with him, reading his word, talking with him, or just sitting there in his company listening. A regular time is probably easiest. Many of us find the first thing in the morning is good, or some of us find the evening is better. You could be like a busy mother, like Susanna, who was the mother of John and Charles Wesley. She just put her apron over her head to get a quiet time for her 10 children. Amazing. 
There are plenty helps to Bible reading and interpretation. There's booklets like Daily Bread, Word for Today, or there's like 2365, an app on your phone. All of them are free. And there are some plenty, plenty extra readings for times of trouble and change in a Gideon Bible, which also gives you a daily reading plan. There are plenty books on prayer, including How to Pray by Pete Gregg, who I know quite a few of you have read and seen. How privileged we are to have Jesus praying for us and teaching us how to pray. In the Lord's Prayer, he taught us a short, and there is in, in the Bible, there's a very short version in Luke, but Matthew 6 has a longer version. And it's a really easy way to start to pray. Where do we want God's will and God's kingdom to come? Who needs daily bread? What sins have we committed? And what things have we omitted to do? And whom should we forgive? Do you know that Pope Francis has suggested a change to the Lord's Prayer? He changed the traditional wording of lead us not into temptation. Because he thinks that this made mankind say, well, God has led us into temptation. That's his fault. And he's saying that it was a mistranslation and changed it now to do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we end the Lord's Prayer as we began, worshipping God for his kingdom, his power, his glory. God can reveal his will and his words to us through our Bible readings, through visions and dreams, promptings. Remember at Pentecost, Peter repeated Joel's promise that God said he would pour out his spirit. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions and we older ones will dream dreams. God wants the best for us and he promises it in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God knows the plans for us. There are plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Plans that will give us hope and the future. This is still for all of us. He's ready to welcome us back, no matter where we've been wandering. Like the father and the prodigal son, He's been waiting and looking for us. I want to stress the other amazing promise that's in our first reading from Isaiah. If we call on God, he will answer. He will say, here I am. Not like Samuel, who said, here I am, Lord, or Isaiah, who said, here I am, both ready to serve God. But God says here in Isaiah 58, I am here to answer you or help you. The other really important thing about approaching prayer is you don't need fancy language. We just need to be ourselves. He can take whatever we want to say, even if we're angry with him. And as Marion said last week, he can take all our burdens, all our sorrow, all our shock, all our disgrace. You can say, God, help me to pray. He even promises that if we can't find the words, the Holy Spirit will take our groans to the throne of grace. Jesus is there praying for us as well. And God will say, here I am. Wow, isn't that amazing? He listens to our prayers 
And God can even change his mind because of faith and prayer, especially repentance. Do you remember when Jonah was angry because God decided not to destroy Nineveh? And God decided not to destroy it because the king and the people decided to repent. Jonah's a very short book, great read. Let's look at the second reading, Jesus' first miracle. It's only found in John's Gospel, John 2, 1-11. So you imagine a wedding feast, maybe happening in the courtyard. Maybe the servants have had the ceremonial washing at the door. And there's an early carving of the jar, jars that might have been in use in the servants there ready to either fill these with water or actually empty the cleansing water out and replace it with clean water. And now I'm going to show you the cover of my new book. This is Tommy McNeil's book, The Sleeping Giant. It's just out and he includes in it a vision for the church. Tommy writes in detail about this parable. Jesus didn't think it was time to start his ministry, if you remember. It's not my time. It's not my hour. This was before his retreat, for 40 days into the desert with the temptation, before his baptism. But Mary's comment to the servant is, do as he tells you. That shows her faith. Tommy pictures Jesus checking in with his father, saying, is it, it's not my time. What do you think? And God agreeing it can go ahead, but whatever. Jesus went ahead and changed the water into the wine. Mary asked him to help. She had confidence that he would, and it was Mary's faith that made the difference. You'll notice that Jesus changed the wine into the best wine. And if you drink wine at all, you'll know that means it was aged, mature wine, not just any old wine. Several years ago, Jack and I went on a wine tour of Chateauneuf du Pape. The longer story is we tasted lots of wine, swallowed it, didn't spit it out like we were asked to. Anyway, the more we tasted, we got a bit tiddly. The more we tasted, though, the wine got better because they were giving us the matured wine after the early wine. And there was no doubt the matured wine was better. If you think your prayers are not heard or not effective, be assured that God is listening. His answer may be, not yet, or not in this lifetime, or I have other plans, but he is listening. The Alpha Course will be coming up again after Easter. This has a really helpful session on prayer. And as one speaker put it, I can only tell you that if I pray, things happen. And if I don't pray, nothing happens. Okay, we've started by looking at spending time with God. Let's look briefly at our time, our talents and our money. Susanna Wesley, the lady with the apron, said, help me Lord to remember that religion is not to be confined to the church, not exercised only in prayer and meditation, but that everywhere I am, I'm in your presence. And we can show the love of Jesus in so many ways in our daily life. Jesus told us if we do anything in his name, we're doing it for him. He gave us examples, 
as if we give food to someone who's hungry, a glass of water to someone who's thirsty, care for someone who's sick, or visit someone who's in prison. We could add plenty other good deeds that we do, but never for thanks or reward, just out of love. Jesus' love in this place right now. And he promises he'll be with us, no matter how hard the task. If we do it in love, he'll be there. Now I'm your session clerk, so I'm going to tell you there are opportunities to serve in your church. We can all pray regularly for the village and all the needs around us. We can pray for the minister, for Kirsten, for their work, for the elders, all who have responsibility, for the ministry teams that lead and help support Kirsten and Eric. The teams are mission and discipleship, pastoral care, finance, property, admin, tech, and youth and family work. We've got vacancies coming up in the finance team. Please let us know if you could be in the team or help with specific roles like claiming gift aid, doing funding applications or bookkeeping. We need volunteers to work with Kirstine on a Friday afternoon outreach, with BB on Monday evenings, with Coffee Stop on a Friday morning, you could join the prayer walk that goes around the village monthly on a Wednesday. We can pray for our neighbours anyway, daily, weekly or monthly. We can invite someone to church or trying church online. Or maybe when our activities restart, we can invite people back to them. Come for lunch, come for coffee. We could drive for Rejoice, cook for Dorcas, take scones to a neighbour, smile at everyone, be ready to share our faith story, look for opportunities to show the love of Jesus. If we do it for anyone in his love, we do it for Jesus. So please pray about our talents and how we can best serve God. And finally, what about money? I'm not going to talk about it for long. The Bible's clear that all we have is from God. Paul encourages on the, us that on the first day of the week, we set aside a sum according to our income. And if you tip the envelopes, you'll see that it's on there. And Paul reminds us later in 2 Corinthians to be generous. Tithing, or giving a tenth of your income, is in the Jewish tradition. Giving God the best, the first of the crop, Jesus was clear that where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Store up heavenly treasures, he says, not earthly ones. Giving to God is a great experience if you trust God to supply what you need. I remember as a young mum, sometimes giving my last money on a Sunday. God often surprised me on Monday or later in the week with unexpected cash. Once it was a double family allowance, once it was a gift from a, a person who had died. And once, like it was the bank, like that Monopoly card, bank has made a mistake in your favour. Wonderful. Try it. If you haven't already, be prepared to be delighted in God's providence. Gives us what we need, not what we think we want. Have you thought about tithing? Lifting your gifting and 
line with inflation or with any increases you might have had or leaving the church a legacy in your will. The money that's given to this church supports the ministry and mission of the whole Church of Scotland. It pays our minister and it contributes to other ministers around poorer communities in Scotland. We have our missionary partner in India, Jen. Please pray for her. We have Kirstine's outreach work. Your giving also supports all our teams, pays our bills, the running costs, heatings, repairs and maintenance to these old buildings. And of course, for all the equipment we buy for tent. Please pray about it. So in summary, to finish, Jesus promises that if we ask, we will receive. If we seek him, we will find him. And if we knock at the door, he will answer. God promises that if we cry out to him, he will say, here I am. So let's refocus on God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Spending time with him in prayer, meditating on his word, offering our talents and service, showing our love to the community, and reconsidering our giving. So we will enter the new year preparing for whatever God wills in 2022. May his will be done and his power released. Amen. And now the blessing. May the peace of Lord Jesus Christ go with us, wherever he may send us. May he guide us through the wilderness, protect us through the storm, and may he bring us home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown us. May he bring us home rejoicing once again. Amen. <laughs>